there. It's been a while. I know. I know. I I could give you some excuses, but I'm not going to. We're here on episode 101 of 15 Minutes with Fuzz. I am your host, Fuzz Martin, and this show is all about the positive things happening in and around Washington County, Wisconsin. This week, I'm joined by Lori Wanta. If you're familiar with that name, there's a good chance that either you or your child took German in the West Bend School District, where she's been a German teacher for more than 30 years. She recently started a nonprofit organization called The Welcome Network, which serves to welcome refugees and other displaced newcomers to the greater West Bend area. And with that, here are 15 minutes on The Welcome Network with Lori Wanta on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Lori, thank you for coming in. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your background? Sure. Well, I've been a teacher in the West Bend School District for 30 years. I recently retired. I taught German and English in okay. West Bend and some things else elsewhere. Sure. But I'm currently teaching ESL at Casa Guadalupe. I took uh, German for like all throughout high school and I did Duolingo every day for a year because we have a client in Germany. And I got there and then they all wanted to speak English to me. And then I felt really bad that I didn't get to use mine. So now I'm out of practice. Anyway, the, uh, you're here say to guten Morgen, at least, right? <laughs> guten guten Morgen. Morgen. Yes, exactly. So you are here today to talk about the Welcome Network, which is a new organization here in West Bend. Could you please give us an overview about what the Welcome Network is and uh, who it supports in the community? Sure. So we are now a 501c3 nonprofit we are following the teachings of Jesus that call us to welcome and serve our neighbors. And our vision is to redeem displacement. Okay. And we just are here as a network of people. So we're not a center. Okay. We're a network of volunteers. Okay. So there's not going to be a welcome network building per se that people come to or a welcome center or something like that. Maybe someday. Sure. But not at this time. Okay. Very good. And then. When you talk about displacement, how, how would you explain that? What is, uh, who, who is being displaced and what do you see with this? Yeah, so we, are, we see refugees mm -hmm. uh, around globally, around the world. There is a, there was, last year we hit a record high of displaced peoples throughout the world, about 114 million. Oh. And so those are, those are um, people who have been, you know, displaced sort of in a way that they're not, but not by choice. Sure. Right. Okay. And so the way I came into this is that with the Afghan evacuation in mm -hmm. 2021, there was a call for a need for people to help settle them because it was a large number of people all at once unforeseen. Mm -hmm. And so I responded to that ask through my church, Kettlebrook church and then a few other congregations also had people responding. And so through that experience of being on a team mm -hmm. and helping a family resettle with the help of Lutheran Social Services, by the way, they were the immigration service team. They were our, we were co-sponsors in that regard. So they, they were the immigration um, sort of certified with the Department of Justice. And we were just here to help them find their way. And as I, I worked with that family and over the, the last two years, it just shined a light on the, the need that's actually already here. There are lots of people in our community who are from other places, and we just had this strong reaction. We came around them mm -hmm. as, with teams. 
it was really necessary because of all the needs they had. But a lot of people are here and they don't have that support. And so the Welcome Network is really grew out of that. And I have to give a shout out to Kettlebrook because as I came up with this idea, they really encouraged me and, and, and backed us up and are basically our launch partner. And now it's like been only six or seven months and we're already a nonprofit ready to go. We're going to launch next month. That's great. And starting a nonprofit takes a lot of work and a lot of uh, paperwork and talking to people and getting things uh, in place in order to make that happen. So kudos to you and, and your team for making that happen. When you talk about some of the challenges that refugees, those who are, as you said, you, you know, not by choice brought to another place and have to learn to pick their lives up and, and do all the things that we do on a daily basis. What, what are some of the challenges that they see as refugees in a new place? Just about everything you can think of. So healthcare, school systems, you know, jobs, even just driving because we don't have public transportation here. Um, I can tell just a few stories, um, finding and buying cars, oh, sure. right? So we've had a few, several people we've helped get driver's licenses and that process. When a, a woman, so two years later, someone, she just drove by herself for the first time to the food pantry and she was so excited. <laughs> Her husband was sick and she did it. Even ESL classes. So we have just partnered with a couple of people who want to take English classes. They are signed up to take English classes, but there just were these barriers where they just couldn't make it to class on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so we have a networker assigned to them to make sure that, that every day that the class happens, that there's just no, nothing in the way so that they can actually receive the services. So we partner with Casa Guadalupe. We will partner with the school district, mm -hmm. um, the family center. They're already providing services, but they're there are barriers to even just getting to those services. For example, you know, doctor's appointments, the, our medical institutions have now great supports for language translation once they're in the clinics and being in the, with the providers. But sometimes just making the appointment, getting to the appointment, explain, calling if there's a problem, these are things that make it really hard to navigate if, you're, if you have a language or a cultural barrier. Yeah, I guess even just imagining yourself being dropped into the country from which they came and saying, okay, get, set up a doctor's appointment. And, you know, how would you handle that? Uh, that's what they're experiencing every day, right? Every day, all the time. And the kids are too. They're in the schools, but there are some things that are just unfathomable, like dress-up days. Mm -hmm. Like, they're fun things, but like, why? Why do... <laughs> and, and what do I wear? So yeah. there, there's reasons to have help for mm -hmm. young people too, not just adults who are trying to navigate. Certainly. And sometimes uh, I even ask what uh, kind of dress up day uh, my daughter's having <laughs> at yes. elementary school. That's right. It's uh, a yeah, uh, pajama and device day. That sounds like something I want. <laughs> um, so what is the, the need in our community? Is this a very, a very large need right now? Is it growing? So as I said, there's a huge number of displaced peoples and mm -hmm. in the world and in our community we we received these refugees a couple of years ago and some of them are inviting other people to come mm -hmm. also in our schools there are about 20 languages spoken so it tells you that we have people among us who part of their family maybe their whole family needs support in this way 
we are not an immigration service. Mm -hmm. We just are about believing that outsiders matter to God. And so without going into a big sermon, you know, outsiders need to matter to us. And the idea is that we anticipate in the world that there will be people who will find their way to us. And in fact, because of the pressures mm -hmm. on the government uh, to find places for uh, immigrants and refugees, the government put some new programs into place to allow private citizens to bring refugees to the U.S. It's called Welcome Corps. Okay. And we do, we're not actively, so the Welcome Network isn't actively bringing people here, but we do anticipate that some people will sure. in our area. And we want to be ready to welcome them in a way that um, is really beneficial for, for all of us, mm -hmm. right? When everyone, when people come here and they feel like they're a part of us, you know, they contribute a lot because, mm -hmm. you know, these people have a lot to offer us. They are beloved, really wonderful people and they want, we want them to en enrich our community, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, we just don't think that they should have to struggle so much doing it. Great. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's a wonderful mission and cause and way to treat our fellow neighbors who are, are here. So as part of the Welcome Network, you have the Welcomers Program. Can you explain what that program is, how that works, and how community members can get involved as Welcomers? Yeah, so we're the Welcome Network. So we have Welcomers and Networkers. And okay. the Welcomers are on teams that will go into a home or meet with a new family and offer them a welcome basket. And the welcome basket will have things in it that make someone feel welcome. Like we will have some items from our community, maybe some cheese or some honey, or we are working on, you know, some t-shirts and a blanket or a welcome mat, something mm -hmm. like that inside this welcome basket, but also resources. So we are designing calendars that we will custom create with QR codes for people who contribute to and support and sponsor what we're doing. So for example, you know, all of the urgent care places in West Bend, we will have a binder for the family with that information really in simple English with mm -hmm. QR codes so that they can scan and then translate if they need to. We'll have a list of all the grocery stores. We'll have, you know, information about some city services like garbage pickup and mm -hmm. shoveling expectations, things like that, that we hope will feel to them like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing. And then we will just ask them if they'd like help sure. navigating some of these. And with that visit, we'll also have our eyes on, you know, what their situation is. And we might get some ideas of other ways we can support them if they have small children. And so what we help will grow, hope will grow out of the welcome visit is then a networker covenant, which means that they would willingly say, yes, I, would like help with this or that task. Maybe it's just to spend time speaking English. Maybe it's to get a driver's license. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, it's a task oriented. And so what we do is we just get the two people together. We make sure they can communicate whatever, if it's on, a, on WhatsApp or how they plan to communicate. And then they engage in the work of doing that, navigating that thing. Sure. Um, for example, like, as I said, like getting the ESL classes or the driver's license. So that's the networker program. The networker program is about really that's more intensive okay. because mm -hmm. you're spending time. You're saying, mm, you know, over the course of so many months, we will regularly 
be together. But that's very, it varies, you know, depending on the task and on the time that the people have. So it can be tailored to your sort of season of life, the kind of time you have. And do you foresee some of those who, like eventually down the future, some of those who are welcomed to be a part of this program as well in, in terms of welcoming others who come in? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you've been welcomed well, you really want to welcome others. It's how right. is what happens. And mm-hmm. also you have language skills that you can then turn around and, and use, of course. So yes, we absolutely are planning to have teams of people, including recent newcomers, mm-hmm. right? Once they feel like they've, they know they feel comfortable here, they'll be able to welcome others. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. So in order to become a welcomer, there's some training involved, right? So what, what goes into the training and, and how do people take part in that? So we do have training sessions developed. We had actually internally um, some people who are really seasoned cultural, cross-cultural people, and they developed a set of three different modules that include, you know, learning about who we are and some cultural sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And after about three of those sessions, then you'll be sort of certified, I guess you'd say, to be in our welcome network and we do a background check and just make sure everyone you know, understands our code of conduct. Mm-hmm. And then after that, people will be able to serve. You have an event coming up on Saturday, February 17th at Silverbrook Middle School. Who should attend that event and what can they expect at that event? Yeah, so that, well, that event is designed to both celebrate what, what has happened in the last two years, w- welcoming in particular, the Afghan refugees. And so LSS will be there representing that process and Mm -hmm. to thank the people that participated at that time, but also as a, to to tell stories of welcome so people can see what is it like to be involved in this. So there'll be some video stories of welcoming Mm -hmm. and then just an introduction to the Welcome Network and uh, the opportunity to learn more about the different ways someone could get involved. And so people can sign up where we hope to have some refreshments there. It's going to be a, sort of a celebration, um, but the public is welcome to come and check us out. Awesome. Very good. And if people want to learn more about the Welcome Network or donate their time, uh, make donations, uh, provide resources with things like that, where can they learn more? We do have a website. It is the Welcome Dot network. So if you search for it, there are a few other welcome networks mm-hmm. around the country. So you just have to make sure you find us, but the welcome.network. And on the, in the website, you'll see that there's different ways that someone can engage, different kinds of opportunities to volunteer. Very good. Uh, Lori, this is an awesome resource to have in our community, especially for those who are new to our community, whether by their choice or not. And uh, we really I, I really appreciate that you've taken the time out of your life to make this happen and made this your mission. This is, uh, this is wonderful. So thank you. And thanks for coming on the show. Thanks. I just have one more thing to say. You don't have to be an expert in other cultures to, to volunteer with the Welcome Network. You're already an insider on, the, on your own culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking for, to share insider knowledge to newcomers. That's it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Lori Wanta of the Welcome Network for coming on today's episode of 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Again, you can find more information about that organization at thewelcome.network. 
If you have an idea for a guest for this show, please reach out. You can email me, 15withfuzz at gmail.com. That is 15 spelled out with fuzz at gmail.com. 15withfuzz at gmail.com. Or go to fuzz.cc slash guest and fill out the form. Again, that's fuzz.cc slash guest. New episodes come out on Tuesdays. Yes, I do have a steady stream of some new episodes that will be coming your way in the next few weeks, barring any unforeseen circumstances. Thank you again for listening. Have a great week, and I'll chat with you next time right here on 15 Minutes with Fuzz. Oh,